Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Baker and this is Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. All right, welcome to the podcast, Kristen. Kristen, thank you you for being here with us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for those that don't know you, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Okay. Uh, My name is Kristen Mayfield Brown, um, or just legally Kristen Brown, but I go by Kristen Mayfield Brown because of work, which we'll get into in a little bit. Okay. Um, And I have a five-year-old daughter named Lyric, and I met you through Verizon Wireless. Yes. Which is... A big part of who I am, I guess, because I've worked there for 20 years. Yeah. And has definitely shaped and impacted my motherhood journey. So we'll, we'll probably be talking about like the aspects of being a working mom and uh, the career yeah. points too. I'd love to hear that. Can I ask you though, Lyric mm-hmm. is your daughter's name. How did you come up with that? It's such a beautiful, unique name. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, my husband's a musician and we wanted something uh, musical. We wanted to bring that into to her name and represent that. Um, and my twin sister has two daughters and she named her oldest Cadence. So that was out because you can't duplicate. Um, <laughs> and then uh, her second, she named Allegra, which is another musical tune, which is okay. amazing. Um, so we couldn't do that. And I didn't really think that I wanted to name like the common names like Melody or Harmony. Okay. It just doesn't you wanted something unique. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fair. And, you know, you've known people throughout the years, and there are some names that are just instantly off the list. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't that play into the game? <laughs> oh, I'm not so kidding nuts. you. When we found out Grayson was a boy, I was like, okay, well, that name's off the list. Yep. And that name's... And then, and then I'd pick a name and be like, but the nickname could be like this, and mm-hmm. that doesn't work. And, oh, man. Yeah, perfect it, example of that is uh, my, my ex who actually I was, I was with when Trevor and I first uh, got to know each other. Um, his last name was Harper. And one of the names that he really loved was Harper for a girl. And I do love the name Harper for a girl, but I tried to imagine, would I be able to separate that and not just like, you know, get a little <laughs> yeah. every time I heard that. I just decided, no, we're going to have to keep looking. And Trevor came up with Lyric and we both loved it. And we also wanted to use my sister's middle name, Marie. And Lyric Marie just really rolls off the tongue when you're yelling at someone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When she's five. So maybe that happens a lot right now. Is that a a big yelling phase? You know, it's funny because no matter what age she is, um, there, there is like, I seriously feel like the, the, the way that they develop is timed perfectly so that as soon as you get to the point where you're like, Oh, I've reached the understanding. Here's how my child needs to have me interact so that she feels heard and can respect me and like things are good. And, and then it shifts. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're constantly chasing that next. Totally. Okay. Um, so five actually has been so far. We just started because her birthday was May 6th. Oh, Um, happy birthday lyric. Yeah. It was really fun. We had a unicorn tea party. Rad. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, But uh, five has been good. She's been starting to kind of getting more aware of other people's emotions and experiences around her, which Mm. makes things a lot easier. Um, But the sass has gone up to a new level. Oh. 
which I expected. Um, and frankly, when you're having an argument with a tiny version of yourself, you suddenly find your own snark not so fun. Um, <laughs> it's like, that really isn't cute. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I Grayson's not even two. And so, and I feel like I read this post today where somebody said the like early ages or the toddler ages it kind of feels like you're in cement you know you're mm-hmm. just like trying to tread in cement mm-hmm. um and I thought that was really well put because that's how I f- that's like the best way to describe how yeah. I feel sometimes but it sounds like it doesn't really end just yet it just changes you know just changes. it just changes so do you get stronger though maybe that yes, treading isn't do. as hard okay mm-hmm. and you start to develop patterns and figure things out like um every I start to recognize weird things that cause issues. Like we started having arguments every single morning and it was taking us like an hour to get ready for school because she would want to wear the dress that she had on two days ago that now has like chocolate milk on it and has been sitting in the dirty clothes bin for two days. And I'm like, that's not an appropriate thing to wear to school, you know? (laughs) It's so hard to understand. We would have just blow out arguments that would end in her like freaking out in tears because she couldn't wear that one dress. And I just, I finally was like, we're, we're going to start picking out our clothes the night before. Like we're, we're going to pick it out the night before and we're going to sit them there. And then when we have time to talk through it, it's not an issue. Like I'm not stressed out because I'm worried about getting you to school on time. Cause if you don't get her there by like eight 40, then she can't come until like noon. Cause it's a Montessori program. Oh. So it's like, we cannot be late. Like we actually can't be late. Like I will drag you there over my shoulder. It's two blocks up the street. Like, Oh wow. <laughs> You know, you're like, I got to get to work. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, you find little ways and little things that work around that. And as they start to grow and start giving you feedback, you start to realize what they need, you know, a little bit more. So the communication Mm -hmm. makes things a lot easier, but on the flip side, like I said, that snark, it can make it really complicated too. Yeah. (laughs) We're in the like thick of the communication where Grayson is over communicating, but you can't understand a thing he is saying. Yeah. So you just ask a lot of questions and like point at things. <laughs> yes. But then he gets so frustrated. I know. They're little brains. <laughs> I know. And today he like saw this lady and he was like a pool, a pool, which she didn't know mm-hmm. this random kid just running up to her yelling a pool. And he's so frustrated that she's not saying, Oh, a pool. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh honey, mm-hmm. she's, can we just get past this? Phase? <laughs> just this one phase. I'll take all the other ones, but this one, it's really hard for me. Yeah. I can't wait for the communication. I'm sure there's going to be parts of me that's like, I can wait for the communication. No, like that phase was hard for us with Lyric too, because she would get really frustrated and then just cry. Mm. And then the communication would stop. So yeah. Oh yeah. That was really hard. Yeah. Grayson does a lot of like quiet time. Mm. Like He really likes minutes. I'm Mm -hmm. like, do you need to take a minute? He's like, yeah. I don't think he has any clue what that means, but (laughs) it's like a time where he just like doesn't talk. That's good. Sometimes they're like tantrum don't talks. Mm -hmm. Like he's like crying and screaming. And Mm -hmm. then sometimes he's really patient and calm. And I'm like, "Um, if you could just do that all the time, (laughs) I would record you and send you somewhere so that they could see I have a genius baby. (laughs) And then he starts screaming and all the other good stuff. All right. So you talked about you being a working mom. Yes. So I'd love to just dive into those challenges. Yeah. Um, so did you work right when Lyric was born? Did you have time off? I made sure that I was able to take time off. That was actually part of um, our decision to have a kid was making sure that we had a couple of things like worked out pr- prior to that. And 
we talked about a lot, like what we were going to do, you know, Trevor had just gotten his master's in education and was looking for a teaching career. Um, and we were balancing the idea of like how much money that is versus Verizon and like, what's the best way for us to do this. We started really like digging into it. And uh, originally our plan was to put her into daycare and from like, I was going to take, um, like probably I was originally thinking like four to five months off and then put her into daycare. And then as things got closer, we were talking about it, and there was the horrible incident in Salem where a local child care center was caught putting thumbtacks into kids' legs as punishment. And we were... Um, what? Yeah, I will never forget seeing that news story. That was so horrific. And it's real? Yeah. Happened in Salem, like just right down the street. <laughs> yeah, it just freaked us the hell out. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do daycare. Wow. And he was like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, just why don't you stay home? And he was like, well, I think about that. And cause at the end of the day, when we balanced it out, the cost of daycare for an infant is so expensive. So expensive. We'd be bringing home like 50 bucks. So yeah. it just, you know, we decided to kind of take a little shift and, and sure enough, like as soon as, as soon as he held her for the first time, I was like, yep, nobody else is touching that baby. <laughs> like he was just <laughs> instantly in love with her. Aww, it was so sweet. so sweet. Yeah. I'll never forget. They lifted her up and put her on my chest and she actually lifted her head yeah strongest kid ever uh like lifted her head up and I looked at Trevor and he was like just tears streaming down his face oh. like looking at her and I was like oh my god I'm this is the, I, I could die right now this is so beautiful oh yeah that is so great yeah she's a don't you wish you could capture that moment again yeah I think about it a lot like there's a lot of times where I get extremely angry and frustrated <laughs> like what am I doing um, mm. and then I'm, I'm like, okay, so that's one of the things that I hold on to. That's like one of my little life preservers. <laughs> yeah. You think back to that moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's a reminder of why we do what we do, you know? Yeah. It can get really frustrating at times mm -hmm. and we are only human. Mm -hmm. And even though we say that line, it's so hard to remember that in the moment. Yeah. Because you're frustrated and then you start getting frustrated at yourself and then you're, you know, backtracking. It's just all these things. And I wish I could just remind myself and all moms, like, Dude, you're just human. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay. You know how I convinced myself that like that was going to work was uh, the first time I had like an incident where I realized that I had just been basically like a heinous bitch to my child. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was not, that was not necessary or called for. Like, wow. So I felt really guilty and really bad. But then I was like, no, this is, this is a moment where I can like show her that everybody makes mistakes. Right. Yeah. So then I sat her down and I said, mommy was just really mean to you. And that was out of line and I'm sorry. And I made a mistake and she was like, okay, gave me a hug and a kiss and ran off playing. <laughs> like, See, it's right. also great that you learn all those things when they're so young. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much they can really hang on to, you know? Yep. <laughs> I think about that sometimes. Like the other day, Dustin said, oh shit. And Grayson said, clear as day. Oh shit. Uh-huh. And I looked around like I he, <laughs> he barely says like a word or two together. Like and then he says that clear as day. I was like, yes, he is my son. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm, great. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things and I'm like, but you know what's really great is he'll never know that that happened. Unless I tell him. And now that it's on the podcast, he'll know. But yep. <laughs> it's okay. I I come by it. I'm okay. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Okay. So you decided that Trevor was gonna stay home. We both did. Yeah. Okay. Because like, and this is a, a testament to like the amazing man that I have married. He, like mm. at the end of the day, he does not have a specific job as anything other than a husband and a parent. And I don't have a specific job other than a wife and a mother. And the two of us are just trying to get everything done. Right. Like I want to be the best that I can be 
as his wife, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to be home cooking to do that. If I can bring home a paycheck that covers our ability to live in this house and stay in this neighborhood and, you know, like have a great family, then why don't we do that? And if that means that he has to do some of the things like cleaning, doing dishes, like, like house projects, like a crazy person, you know, then that's what, that's what he's going to do as long as stuff's getting done, then we don't really care about who's necessarily doing it. Mm. So we just kind of have this idea of, of tag teaming life. And, and we went into the whole parenting thing with, with that in mind, we wanted to kind of make sure that we had our bases covered and occasionally we'll hand it back and forth depending upon what it is, you know, but like making money is just part of having a family and living. So it doesn't really matter who's doing it as long as it's getting done. Were there any times that that seemed like a struggle? Like when you went back to work, was oh, there God, any yeah. time like there, you had to do that adjustment? Because it sounds really great, but I'll tell you that it's when, hard. when I was home alone with Grayson and Dustin went back to work, that was really a hard time for me because I felt really, um, sorry, that's okay. Uh, I, I felt really alone. I mean, I think I went, obviously I think there was like maybe some postpartum happening in there, right? There's mm-hmm. all these things like your body's healing and. But I think just that was a lot of like really lonely time for me. Oh, yeah. And a lot of like trying to find my identity. And I had just lost my identity that I had in work. And mm-hmm. um, so I just wonder for like you, here you are, you're a mom. And then you go back to work. Like what's that transition like for you? It was really hard. Um, so I took five and a half months off, which oh, was wow. the That's best decision I've ever made. Awesome. Um, Trevor had just finished. Um, he had a long-term subbing job, I think, uh, at one of the Beaverton school districts. And we went in and had Lyric and then I had the entire summer off and he had the entire summer off. And we just basically like palled around the neighborhood. Um, one of our best friends who lives just four blocks down the street, they had their daughter two weeks after we had Lyric. And so the girls have grown up together Mm. and he actually used to be on my team and then he got laid off. And so the guys were basically stay at home dads together for a long time, oh, which wow. was so cool for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, they're really good friends. And so that was, that was great also. Uh, but like for me to, to go back after having this blissful summer of just responding to the physical environment around me, no strategic thinking, no, mm. like it was, it was literally just this, bubble of happiness. <laughs> like, yeah. The stress was 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 a little bit there, but I had so much help that it was it was fantastic, you know? Like we could it like if we had a shitty night of sleep, it didn't matter cuz we would just sleep. Yeah. And the whole, all three of us got to do that for months, which was just fantastic. Yeah. Um it took a, a little bit of planning and, you know, I had a ton of vacation saved up and because I'd been with the company for so long, I had uh full FMLA coverage for the, you know, the full 6 weeks of pay at hundred percent. So wow. we were very, very lucky that we were able to pull the resources together that we did to enable us to do that. But it was yeah. one of the best decisions I've ever made. So I'm constantly, constantly talking about the need for like a true maternity leave, yeah. like true. Oh, I hear you on that sleep, true healing because and true bonding, because you yeah. can't give your kid time and effort and like actual connection when you're super stressed out. And I, my breastfeeding journey, like I, I, I listened to the other podcasts and I realized that there was, I hadn't thought about this, but there was this defining line in my body's ability to respond to my daughter. 
And when I went back to work and started pumping, it totally changed. It just mm. totally changed because it wasn't, it, everything else was just pulling and drawing so much that there, you know, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but like she was entirely breastfed up until she was six months old. And then we started introducing some formula because I was still pumping at work, but it wasn't, wasn't running like it was before. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Do you anymore. think it was just like the stress? Is that what you feel like? That's it a was? big part of it. Yeah. Also, I just gotten so used to having her like physically with me. We co-slept and everything. So, um, yeah. she just, you know, would get hungry and I would whip a boob out and feed her and she just nursed like regularly. And, uh, when I went into the pumping situation, it was, I was locked in this small, sterile, horrible room, mm. suite 215, that one small room that doesn't oh, have I a window know. on the door, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's like, oh God. <laughs> so it's not even actually a nursing room. No. Because Just a conference room that's small enough to. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I, I tried to make the most of it. I wrote K-May's office on the whiteboard and <laughs> <laughs> like put a big sign on the front that says like, if this store is closed, pumping is happening so do not open it even though like there's a lot of stuff because people would oh. try to like open it and then like knock on the door and I'd be like this conference room is in use and they'd be like oh I just need to make a couple phone calls and I'm like uh, 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 in the background from oh the pump. yeah and I'm just yeah. like oh god you guys like just, oh no uh none of you men understand this go away no they don't <laughs> my favorite they moment don't. ever on a conference call our entire team like tons of people there and I'm off mute saying something. And my boss at the time was like, what is that weird noise? There's like this like strange whirring. And <laughs> I'm getting ready to tell him like, that's my breast pump. I'm pumping right now. And one of my coworkers who's up in Seattle goes, oh, <clears throat> and he goes, oh, uh, <clears throat> so uh, the question that I was just asking you, uh, we need to, we were going to move on because there was, um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He got super embarrassed. One of my coworkers up there took a picture of the blush on his face and texted it to me. So now I'm back on mute laughing hysterically, trying so hard not to like, not to hold it against him and not to make fun of him, but still just enjoying his uncomfort so yeah. much. <laughs> let me, let me sit here while you just remain uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> That is so funny. It. it was it was really it was really fantastic. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> Instead of just allowing you to answer, because yeah, it's just your breast pump. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's I not just a had a baby. Uh -huh. FYI, your you wife has know. had three, so you should be familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what this sound is, huh? Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so so you had to stop breastfeeding because that obviously. Well, no, I, I continued to, but oh, I just did. wasn't producing a whole lot. Yeah, I let Lyric wean herself at I think around. 15, 16 months. Oh, wow. You continued that yeah, whole time. Yeah. Man, yeah. rock star. Thank you. That's really hard. We, it was, it was, it was such a pain in the ass. And with the travel, having to like pump and freeze the breast milk and then make sure it doesn't like thaw on the flight home. It was, uh, yeah, it was like insane. When was the first time you had to travel? So I took her with me for the, f the first six months of me going back to work. So until she was a year old, I didn't, I took her and Trevor with me everywhere we went. Um, wow. yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, and so by the time she was a year old, she'd been to five States. Oh, wow. So she'd been to like Illinois, California, Washington, Oregon, of course. Um, I think it was Arizona, uh, or maybe it was Utah, but anyway, yeah, she's been all over the place. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just travel with a baby. Yep. Yep. And would they up. just hang out in the hotel while yeah. you would work? Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's yeah. good for them to experience it experience that and get out and see new places yeah yeah plus it's probably nice like 
for Trevor just to get out of the house too. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes being the parent that stays at home, it can feel like a lot of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the dishes are gone, done again. The mm-hmm. toys are out again. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to go to the same park. Like it can get a little. Yep. Monotonous, painful, yes. mind numbingly yep. like I need interaction. Yes. <laughs> All those things and yeah. more. It's actually really funny because I feel like because we have roles that are socially like opposite, both of us understand the other person's experiences and make a lot more room for them mm. and respect them a lot more, I think. Interesting. Because like I have a lot of guys that I work with who talk about or to their wives in ways that I find like highly disrespectful and they just mm. don't understand it. You could just tell that I'm like, you've never been home alone with your kids for a week. Like mm-hmm. you just don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some of the shit that they complain about, I just want to like sit them down and have a conversation about how like at the end of the day, whether or not your sandwich has crusts on it is the last thing that should be on the list because you are not one of the children. Okay. You're the husband slash father, which means you need to be up here owning that for yourself if you actually want it. And I don't know, maybe lift a finger and do that for yourself, like your other person. Yeah. If you're not getting enough, try like doing a few things to start that back up. You freaking idiot. No, it's totally cool. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't actually do that. I, I want to though. Like, can you tell? Oh, I can tell. Yeah. And I hear you. I mean, I used to be, um, Hey guys, are we best friends yet? Make sure that you are following mama stories on Instagram and Facebook at the mama stories. Also, you can check us out at mamastories.com. There you can read, share, and even sign up to be on this podcast. So go do it right now. Well, maybe after this episode. The thing about me with like working moms is I've always had a ton of respect for them just because Mm -hmm. like I can imagine it's a lot of work. However, I wasn't a mom then, you know, Mm -hmm. so I actually had a coworker who um, had that same situation where she would be in hotel rooms, having to pump, finding a fridge, finding a freezer, getting it on the airplane, going through TSA. And I would hear these stories and be like, oh, that is so crazy. Oh, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And now I totally get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to go with her and be like, excuse me, hotel room. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, TSA agent. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a different, like, level of like, okay, I hear you. Yeah. That totally does suck. Mm -hmm. I'm here to fight with you. Like, Mm -hmm. let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I've also experienced the same thing where it's when Dustin and I made the decision that I would stay home. This is funny. Is I would bring up situations where wives would... oftentimes be portrayed really negatively Mm -hmm. to me at work because we would be traveling and, you know, she would call or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it was like all these things. And it was really uncomfortable for me in a lot of situations. Um, And I would always tell Dustin, I just, I can't, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that mom in the room that's talked about. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that mom in the room that called you because she's pissed Mm -hmm. because rightfully so Mm -hmm. you just went on a, business trip for three days and haven't even checked in to say hi like yeah so there was like a lot of that battling with me where I didn't want to be that person that was talked about I also didn't want to be that person that was angry (laughs) but that happened so often where in that workplace people would portray their spouses so negatively when they would be the one staying at home doing I would say all the work right yeah raising the humans yeah where it's, it's not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not easy. 
especially when there'd be like um, a, a game of like ping pong happening for like a long time. And I'd be like, hmm, that's weird. Mm hmm. How, how long has your lunch break been? Weird. <laughs> You're working so hard. Now complain about your wife. Right? <laughs> Try again. Okay, so she traveled with you a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that obviously stopped. But what other... She's, they still occasionally come with me. Actually. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we've been to Bend together um, most recently. And then um, depending upon whether or not I end up getting the position that I applied for, there will be different types of travel. So then we'd be able to get them out to places like New York and stuff like that, which could be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll, Mm -hmm. we'll send good luck. Hopefully by the time this podcast airs, you'll have the new job and I'll just be like, she has a new job by the way. (laughs) I'll put, I'll put it in the comments so everybody knows. I'm sure you'll get it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you will. Um, well, that'll be really fun. A traveling um, sometimes can be looked at as like a luxury life. Oops, excuse me. Okay. Every time I hit the mic, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can be looked at as like a luxury life, but it also can come with its own set of challenges. So when you first left Lyric and you didn't take her with you, was there any of that like mom guilt that snuck in? Oh yeah. Yeah. There's tons of mom guilt. <laughs> Is that hard with the roles being reversed too? Like, it is. Okay. It is. Because there are some things that she really just like wants, you know, to. So here's a perfect example. I had a really early flight out to Medford. So I went in and kissed her while she was sleeping and then left. Um, and then when she woke up, she didn't get to say goodbye to me. And so she mm. cried and was really upset and had uh, a little bit of a fit about it. And so I landed in Medford and called. And my husband was like, well, I just dropped her off at school, but this morning was like really tough. She really wanted to say goodbye to you. And I'm like, ah, mm. oh. and, and, you know, like it's, it's hard because I don't want to wake her up at four 30 in the morning. Sure. You know, but I also like, don't want to make her cry for 15 minutes. So yeah. yeah, that, that was, that was, that was, that was a sad one. And then there are some times where, um, you know, I was traveling uh, and she got sick. And then I, you know, when we do the phone call and she's telling me my tummy hurts, I want you to come snuggle me. And I'm I'm just like, well, daddy's there to snuggle you. And she's like, I want both of you. And it just kind of breaks your heart a little bit, you know? <sighs> yeah. 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 And then uh, it, the month of May was insane. The first week was her birthday. And then I traveled three weeks in a row and I was gone for two nights, one night, and then two nights. So it was like just the first week was crazy. The second week, more stuff had like built up and um, I'm trying to get, you know, caught back at work because when you travel with work, like things get, you know, left behind. And she just started like really pushing back and really kind of acting out when I came home from the end of that third week. So we've done a couple of like really extensive mother-daughter days recently. Like Saturday, we spent all day together. Um, And then today we went to birthday party and hung out and played with water balloons. But I can tell that she gets to a point where she starts feeling like she, like she's neglected, you know, and that hurts. Mm. That sucks. Yeah. I'm sure that does suck. Because then I start asking myself like, for what, you know, mm. and that's a dangerous road to go down. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that is, well, it's also for what you were saying at the beginning, right? It's a paycheck. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's why you live in this house. It's mm-hmm. healthcare. It's, you know, her life. It's all these things, but it's I can't imagine. I'm sure it's so hard to balance that. And I feel so fortunate that I never had to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really thought I would be that person that would totally do that. But, 
um, I'm fortunate that we've had the opportunity to both spend so much time with Grayson. Yeah. And, and I still feel mom guilt. Like if I take a bath during the day or something, you know, and he's mm-hmm. with Dustin, or if I go to an event or if I do something that's away from him in any sort, oh. it's like mom guilt, like just really still. Thick. Oh, <sighs> It's everywhere. Does it go away? Yeah, it gets a little bit better. And it gets better for a couple of reasons. (laughs) Uh, First, you start realizing that you really, you'll hit a point where you've put yourself so far behind that you literally cannot do it anymore. Mm. Um, Because like, and I don't know what part of the conditioning is that, 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 that happens. I'm trying for the love of God not to like do that again. But we are always told that we have to make sure that everybody else is doing okay and happy. Mm. And like, you know... you you just take the little things that you would do for you and you put them back on the list and further back on the list and further back on the list. And then the next thing you know, you're just run dry. Mm. I think every mom has a point where they hit that moment where they're like, I am not doing enough self-care. I am, I don't have my shit together for me. Got everybody else they candled, but you know. Um, So when that point hits and I realize that if I'm not sleeping and if I'm not like, taking better care of me then I can't take care of anyone else. Yeah. So I've, I've got to pull my head out of my ass and stop it, you know? Yeah. Um, and ask for help too. Oh God. I was scared as hell to ask for help at first because I, you know, everybody would judge me. Mm. Now I'm like, Hey neighbor, like my kid wants to play. Can we like, you know, let him run down the street for a little bit? You know, yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, the help thing is real because I'll tell you, Dustin and I obviously both don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, traditional jobs, right? I guess. What do you label a job? Cause we also have a human we take care of, mm-hmm. uh, but we've, you know, done a lot of things to be able to be in this situation and we're now doing this new venture and all these things that are going to come with it. And I'll tell you when we are at the end of the day, like we're exhausted, Yeah, like we're so tired and And sometimes like we need help. Like if we're Mm -hmm. talking about a mama stories plan or, you know, things that we want in the future, like we need help so that we can have like two hours of uninterrupted time. And it feels really guilty Mm -hmm. (laughs) asking for help, especially because we don't technically have traditional jobs that we're, you know, in an office for nine to five. And both of us know what that's like. We know how demanding that is. Yeah because we did it for so long. So I think that's also a lot of where our guilt comes from of why we don't ask for help. And we just started like, Oh good. Literally just started. We finally just like a week ago called his mom and we're like, high five girl. Yeah. High five. We were like, (laughs) "Uh, can you come hang out? And she's like, "Uh, can I come hang out? Yes. Yeah. I will come hang out with my grandson. Thanks. And then we went and spent two hours at a coffee shop, like talking, planning. And it was, we were more productive in those two hours. Right. And we did, we came back in like a better mood yeah. and it was great. And we were both like energized. So you're right. Parents need to like get their space and ask for help. Although it is not easy to do. No, no. And like, oh God, I struggle with this idea of like trying to do things to the best possible ability that you can. Right. Like, mm. and I. Perfectionist. A little bit. Mm. <laughs> Just lately. Yeah. Um. I try to like not allow that to get in my own way, but God, sometimes it just does, you know, it totally does. Um, Yeah. That could be really frustrating. Um, It's like a mental game though. You have to like say it every minute. Yeah. You have to like remind yourself all the time. 
What's the goal? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why do I feel this way? It's okay that I feel this way, but mm-hmm. let me not start the negative talk. It's like, <laughs> it's just a, like a battle. I know. I it's know. It's really hard. Yep. And part of the problem is, is like with the work that I do, it could be so mentally exhausting mm. um, and emotionally exhausting because, yeah. you know, like when things go sideways and you get that phone call, there is no, like, you just have to sit there and like, you know, listen to someone yell at you for an extensive period of time. And usually probably about like 90% of the time they're yelling about something that has nothing to do with anything that I have done, could done, or like could fix or like anything at all. Someone else has done something somewhere and I'm just receiving the message so that I could go figure out how to fix that and then implement that plan. And that's Mm -hmm. exhausting because it's just like, I feel like all day, some days, all I'm doing is creating a space for other people to vent their frustration. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you come home and Lyric is like, play with me, mom. Mm -hmm. I want to ride my bike. Yeah. I want to play with kinetic sand. One of the greatest things (laughs) about her being older now is like, I come home and we have like a probably about 15, 20, 30 minute, like family chit chat, talk about whatever. And then Trevor will go downstairs and either like work on music or hang out for a little bit or, um, whatever he's going to do. And he gets like an, like an hour to an hour and 20 minute break. And Lyric and I will make dinner together Mm. and kind of talk and play and hang out a little bit. And then she goes down and gets him and he comes up, we eat dinner and then she, we get her ready for bed. And then Trevor and I from like eight 30 until we pass out on the couch, which is usually somewhere between like nine 30 and 10 because (laughs) we're old now. We have our time. And that's a huge part of why we decided to only have one child. Yeah. Because we got to a point like where we started talking about it. Like I did want to provide her with a sibling, but I also want to provide her with a like stable family. Yeah. (laughs) And the stress of having a kid is, is a lot. It is. The financial cost of having an additional child is a lot. It pushes back like any plans that Trevor was, was building for what he's working on and the projects that he's doing now would have been another three years behind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just wasn't like, I just, it, the idea of having another kid going through pregnancy again, like all of that, mm-hmm. it exhausted the shit out of me. And finally I was just like, can we just be okay with the fact that we don't want to do that again? And we're just going to do everything we can to make life fantastic for the three of us and have that be all right. Like, yeah. did you want sibling? Do you come from a big family? Actually, I have a twin sister. Oh, you do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. And her kids or our kids are nine and a half years apart. (laughs) Oh, wow. She got married when we were 21. So she started like way early. I was still dating douchebags until I was 30. So (laughs) (laughs) it takes time to figure that out. You know, you got to kiss a frog to make a prince, right? Oh, I don't know. I I asked one to move in with me. So (laughs) that was a mistake. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, like she's uh she's absolutely fantastic we are extremely close uh, she's one of my best friends and so she's your only sibling mm-hmm. okay yeah so that's the thing for me and Dustin we only want one mm-hmm. and for me first off before I met Dustin I wanted like four babies I yeah. was like I want all the babies before I had one I wanted like 10 <laughs> Then they show up and you're like, no, this is not the program that I was sold on. I apologize. Where are my magical moments of like beauty and joy where I'm just cascading gracefully through my home that's clean all the time? Like, no. (laughs) No. That's so funny. Yeah. So I really wanted a lot of kids, but I'm really close with my sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I really want my family to have siblings. So they have a family and a Christmas to go to and all these things. And then after we had Grayson, well, first off, Dustin 
um, didn't really have a desire to have kids. Mm -hmm. So when we landed on like just one, it was kind of like, okay, just one though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now he's like super enthralled and so happy that we had Grayson, obviously. But you know, he's very like, "Mm -mm." Like, Mm -hmm. we did the, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way. Like people ask me how they're like, when's your next one? Okay. So when's the next one? Or like my mom would be like, he's so perfect. You should just have one more. And I'm like, great, move in and take care of him. That's fantastic. (laughs) Mom. Actually, if you could just buy the house next door. So we have like privacy and boundaries, that'd be even better. And as soon as you get that done, I'll get prego. Love you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, I couldn't find a good reason to have another baby no. you know <clears throat> like I've had multiple times I've been with moms that <clears throat> excuse me either are on their second or mm-hmm. working or want their second or whatever it may be and I just I didn't have a good reason and it's hard because sometimes I meet moms through this you know venture that I'm on that have a hard time getting pregnant and I feel a little bit of guilt because it's not hard for me to do that and so I feel like okay, maybe I should have another one. And then I'm like, that's a silly reason. Like I'm with you. I want to create the best life I can for Grayson. Mm -hmm. And that means providing him a mom and a dad, man, that are sane. Yeah. And financially uh, stable, financially stable, not hating life. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And so there are times that I have desires. I'm like, oh, I could have a girl. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Or Mm -hmm. like, I loved being pregnant. So I'm like, I'll be pregnant any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I know people hate me when I say that, but I really did. I had a no, great pregnancy. That's fantastic. Yeah. I loved being pregnant, but I also knew it was my only one. Mm-hmm. Like I had this feeling the whole time. So when something bad would happen, I'd be like, but this is your only time. Mm-hmm. Like you only get to be this pregnant this many times. So mm-hmm. just enjoy it. Um, anyways, anytime I have this emotion that I'm like, Oh, I want another baby. I have to step back. And a lot of it is that society is telling me I should have another baby. Yeah, totally. And all, and I feel like it's in my heart. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want, I do. I want another baby. And then, but then I you start thinking about the breath. actual realistic. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, wait a hot minute. It's no, I don't. <laughs> not, it's not me that wants another baby. It's all the things that are put in my head. So it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier of like this pressure that we put on ourselves to mm-hmm. be these people who like make sure everything's in line and everything's perfect and everybody's taken care of and that we're perfect on top of all of that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'd like to, I'd like to meet the person who set all these guidelines. Yeah. So especially when you look at friends of yours that you feel are actually living up to that mm. and that, and that's like, that's the part that I got sucked in on that I had to finally step back from and let go of and be like, actually, no, that's, that's okay. Like it's yeah. okay for us to be different and have our thing and just roll with our stuff. And as soon as I kind of settled into that, everything just got a lot, a lot better. And I stopped feeling, I was able to enjoy things a lot more and I stopped feeling so upset and angry about little things. Yeah. Like we leave to go to a birthday party and we're 10 minutes late getting there. And I'm angry when we get there because we're 10 minutes late to a kid's birthday party that frankly, I don't really want to be at. So (laughs) seriously, Kristen, like, can you just relax? (laughs) (laughs) How long did that take you that like comparison? That didn't really set in until Lyric was about three and a half. Um, because my kid would throw like epic, epic meltdown tantrums. Mm. And other people's kids, especially at the Montessori school we are at, are so polite and well-behaved, especially in public. And I just had to embrace the fact that my daughter has the same gigantic emotions that I have, but in such a teeny body and no frontal brain to prevent it from rolling free. 
Yeah. And once I allowed myself to stop going through experiencing these public tantrums as if other people were judging me and experienced them as my daughter's reaction to a situation that she doesn't know how to manage or control a response to, I just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. You know, I was able to just like be like, this isn't, I am literally letting my anxiety and my like poor mental internal hygiene, like communicating with myself, interfere with my ability to be there for my kid. That is ridiculous. Like just shut up and get over yourself. Yeah. But it's so real because I will say when those happen, when Grayson has a meltdown, I feel the same way. I feel a lot of anxiety about like, what are other people thinking? Which is kind of silly. Like if I step back, I'm like, okay, dumb. I don't, I don't care what those people are thinking. Like I really don't. Not to mention, obviously I do. When we are the other person, we're usually like, I've been there, mom. It's cool. You know, like nothing but love for you, sister. You got it. Yeah. But yet suddenly when my kid does it, everyone's staring at me like I'm evil. (laughs) I'm like, that's not really happening. Just calm down. (laughs) Yeah. It's just what we're telling ourselves is happening. That's good though. I I will say the comparison thing. I have a theory about that. Oh yeah. I have a theory that it is like in the younger stages. And And I think this is why... Um, like postpartum depression is really high mm-hmm. and why usually moms in my experience, and again, this is just a theory. I am not an expert. Um, feel more isolated in the earlier years mm-hmm. of their child, of their child's life versus in the later years. Mm-hmm. Um, because I-, I think that well, first off, I think there's a lot of milestones that happen when your baby is brand new, right? Oh, yeah. Like they're brand new. They hold up their head. Mm-hmm. Then they sit up, mm-hmm. then they crawl, then mm-hmm. they walk, then they talk, then they, and then they potty train, then they sleep in a big boy bed or a big girl bed. And then they, then they go to school and it's these really big milestones that kind of just like have to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's these rules of when they do happen mm-hmm. and some people it happens sooner and some people it doesn't happen and everyone is like, oh, yeah, your kid's sleeping through the night. Oh, your kid's not sleeping through the night. And yeah. the comparisons are super intense. Yeah. I I am for sure try so hard not to do it. And I do it all the time. And I think I've said this story before on the podcast. So I apologize if I'm repeating it. But this exact thing happened to Grayson where I saw someone on, on Instagram, a mom I totally look up to. She's a rad mom. And her son was coloring. And I looked at Dustin and I was like, oh my gosh, uh, Grayson needs to be coloring. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are we doing? We're awful. And plus we watch, let Grayson watch TV. So mm-hmm. of course this is happening while Grayson is watching TV. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst mom. I let him watch TV and I, oh, I need to go get crayons. So I go to the store, I buy all of it. Like, <gasps> oh, like God. if you've seen me at a dollar store and at a Fred Meyer buying mm-hmm. a lot of arts and, that was me. I was like rummaging, rummaging, rem rummaging rummaging yes. thank yes. you Jeez. <laughs> the shelves for like the magic paper and oh then the and Grayson was more interested in taking the caps off and throwing them across the room than he was putting the yeah. you know crayon to the paper and I really in that moment was like oh my gosh I missed the mark he's oh. never gonna color and sure enough tonight at dinner it was the first time he's ever actually sat down and colored something. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's just that everybody does it on their own pace. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm putting the, my own pressures mm-hmm. onto Grayson. And mm-hmm. so that's what I have to try to remember, remind myself is like the comparison thing is totally real and we all do it. So if you do it, it's your normal, but you just got to like not put the pressures onto your baby because yeah. I for sure do that to Grayson. I'm like, Oh, you got to be coloring. 
uh oh, you got to be saying two words at the same time. Like yeah. say them now. Try, try practice again. Practice again. And it's kind of like that's silly. Like mm-hmm. he'll talk when he's ready to talk, mm-hmm. and he'll color when he's ready to color, mm-hmm. and he's fine. Right. But it happens, <laughs> I think, at the earlier stage. And when Grayson was brand new, a mom told me all all kids are basically the same until they're like two and a half or three. And then they start to like, yeah, yeah, you know, get their own personalities. And but from then on, like they're just kind of like learning life up until then. And so I try to think back to that. Like, yeah. OK, Grayson's just learning his life. And soon, like his big, bold personality will come out and he can be his own person. And I need to stop putting my like. And then you get to have the joy of experiencing your kid telling you to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Bring it on. Yeah. You know what? As long as they say that when they can use the bathroom on their own, that's my thing. You know what? When Grayson's potty trained and in a big boy bed and sleeping through the night, he can tell me whatever he wants. (laughs) Body training was difficult because we knew she knew what was going on. She had it Mm -hmm. totally down. She just didn't want to stop playing. So yeah. And like, it was really, uh, and and I didn't want to, cause I'd read some books and stuff. And so I didn't want to like get mad at her or shame her or anything because I didn't want to cause like it to be traumatic or unhappy for her. But at the same time, I'm like, Lyric, I, I know that you're really loving doing that coloring but you can't pee on the floor. Okay. (laughs) Like I I know that it's really fun, but you can't pee on the floor. And she would be like, Oh, I'm sorry. And like, help me clean up and everything. But then she'd go right back to doing whatever she was doing. And two hours later, I'm like, you have to go potty. No. Two hours and 15 minutes later, do you have to go potty? No. Two hours and 30 minutes later, Lyric, you cannot pee on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) And there was just a lot of that. And it's not like, like my mom, she's like, oh, I just put you girls out in the backyard naked and let you figure it out. And I was like, yeah, we lived in Southern California, mom. Like yeah. I, it's, it's a little bit different here in April. Like I can't just put her in the backyard naked because she'll yeah. come back covered in mud. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. Potty training. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Honestly, honestly, I love changing diapers. So I'm like, oh, okay. you know what, Grayson, you Plus, it's nice to not have to stop on the road or yeah. take them to the bathroom in a gross public's bathrooms. I'm like, you just go as long as you want in those diapers, and we're good. He, he like if you if you let them if you let them pick when they're ready, then they'll be ready and yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, she was she just didn't have interest in doing it sometimes and would just pee. Um, but like as soon as we got her into uh, Little Village Montessori, which is mm-hmm. where she goes to school. She started seeing other little kids use the bathroom. And then she was like, no, I can do this too. And oh, I was like, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as she saw other children like modeling the behavior, she was like, I want to be like them also. Yeah. So that helped a lot. That is nice. They let you enroll her and she didn't have to be potty trained. She, well, we had a conversation with them because technically oh, okay. the kids do have to be potty trained, but I explained okay. to them that she is, it's just every three or four days, she'll just, you know, be like really engrossed in a project or a book or something. And we'll just decide that she'd rather just, you know, pee on the couch yeah, or wherever she's standing because she doesn't want to stop doing what she wants to do. And the teacher basically was like, that's extremely common. Like she, it, she's obviously potty trained. Yeah. As soon as she gets here and she sees the other kids, it'll snap right into place. And she was 100% correct. Wow. Um, yeah. It, yeah. And we were really lucky in terms of the fact that we didn't have any issues around pooping because that's extremely common as well. Mm. She is extremely excited about her poop. So when she has to go poop, she gets really happy about it, lets us know that she's going to go poop, 
goes and then invites us in to take a look, which I thought was a phase, but went on for like a year and a half. (laughs) You're like, I thought it was a phase, but now she's 15 and we still come check it out. She's, she <laughs> takes pictures and send it to us at school. Oh, good Lord. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe just the emoji someday. There she'll you send go. You. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All oh, the joys of motherhood. It, yeah. Come I mean, look at my poop mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, that's a great size one. High five kid. You know, cause <laughs> these moments, they're not going to last. I know. Yeah. I've yeah. become a big proponent of picking your battles. And like, I, this is, this is like one thing that made things so much easier for us when she was younger. She would get mad because I wouldn't let her do something like jump off of the back of the chair that I'm sitting on, for example, <laughs> or climb these bookshelves that she always wanted to climb. So I finally had to explain to her, look, I love you, but my job is not to make you happy and let you do whatever you want. Mm. My job is to make you healthy, safe, and kind. And if it doesn't work for one of those three things, then I, we're not going to be able to do it because that's mommy's job. That's mommy's number one job. Mm. And so she learned really early, healthy, safe, and kind. So when she would start getting really upset about things and trying to negotiate because she is a master negotiator, Mm. has been forever. But what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? Won't let it go. (laughs) Just keeps going. Um, I can just break it down and say, is that, is that safe? Does that make you healthy? And is that helping you be kind? And if she can't answer yes to all three of those questions, then the answer is no. And that has been my lifesaver. That is so good. (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. It's simple too. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal that. Cause when she gives me like the glary, like she has the biggest stink eye ever. Like she just, I don't know if I can see that. She oh my God. Yes. So sweet. Oh, she when is. I met her, she is, she is a loving, adorable child. She literally hugs and kisses her friends and tells them that she loves them. And they're in her heart when she says goodbye every time. Oh. It's the cutest thing ever. Sweet. Such a, such a great kid. But if you tell her she can't have two brownies, she will literally <laughs> like just so I can't, that face isn't very nice. Are you being kind right now? I think I need to help you make sure that you remember you need to be kind. You can tell mom that it makes you sad that you can't have two brownies, but you can't look at me like that and you can't growl at me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh my God. And it worked when she was young for things like, no, you can't use the knife because that's not safe. No, we can't run into traffic because that's not safe. Yes, I do have to put you in your car seat because that's safe. Oh. Um, things like See, that. I, okay, I'm, I'm stealing that. Yeah. Healthy, safe, and kind. Yep. Those are those are three rules to live by. Yeah. Um. All right, so we went through a lot. Yeah. We talked about, um, obviously, you living a little bit of a different style than normal, which mm-hmm. is you working and your husband staying at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the joys of motherhood, which your last advice you just gave us was so good. Oh, thank you. But <laughs> overall, through like your entire journey of motherhood so far, uh, what's your like number one piece of advice for mamas? Oh, find what works for you. Mm. And am I allowed to cuss? You, yeah, well, you already have. Okay, sorry. <laughs> But yes, thanks Fuck for the rest of it. <laughs> Seriously, you guys. Oh man, there's so much that we have to deal with and like, just find what works for you. Like seriously and be okay with that. And, yeah. um, I think one of the greatest things about getting older in general and having a kid when I was older, which I'm so thankful for, like I am far more exhausted because I had a kid at 35. My, my sister was 26 when she had hers. So I got to watch her and go through <laughs> that. But um, literally 
once I, once I leaned in on figuring out what works for us and having like the patience and space and not caring about what other people thought, if I did children when I was younger, I would have definitely put a lot more time and effort into that. And I'm so glad that like, I can just continue letting go (laughs) of all that necessary crap and just figure out like what works for her, what works for me, what works for Trevor and I, and then just let us do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard in this world of social media. Yeah. And it's hard in this world where even, even those that say they're posting maybe the real things, we just all know that it's not that that isn't real Nobody. for them. It's just that it isn't real for you. Right. right. Like, and the things that they post that are real are like, oh no, covered in vomit at 2 a.m. And it's like, yeah, that is part of hard of being a mom. But what's really hard is when you literally have no patience and no time and no nothing and you haven't eaten and it's already seven o'clock and your kid's complaining about something that you've told them 17 times that they can't have or do and you snap. Yeah. Nobody posts that on Facebook. Mm, Nobody yeah. puts their actual personal weaknesses out there to like share with everybody but we all do that we all have that moment where you turn around and just yell like because I said no you know or whatever it is and everybody yeah it's unavoidable yeah so stop hating yourself for it like it's okay yes amen (laughs) to that stop hating yourself for it because it is so dumb like you've literally just you've birthed a freaking human into the world right like you've done what only you can do, which mm-hmm. is create this human from scratch in your womb, mm-hmm. birth them in mm-hmm. some capacity, and like, hey, you're freaking human, and you're tired, and you're exhausted. And that's and okay. It's okay. Yes. Oh, I love that. Also a good reason to only just have one, so you can tag team. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm with you on the one oh, game, right. girl. I'm with you. One and done. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And letting us use your Mickey Mouse table. Oh, yes. You should You should definitely post a picture of this. I'm going to. This is pretty rad. This is what happens when you had nice things and then have children. <laughs> your coffee table becomes like a, a two foot by two foot Minnie Mouse art table. Hey, it works. It holds the mics perfectly. So it works for me. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.